Welcome to the Dom Mind Podcast with Nate Money. We're looking to do all 92 Domino from Certified by Billboard. Today's album is Tragic Kingdom by No Doubt. But before anything else, here's our new segment. And welcome back to your music news. First off is some not so good news. Uh, I feel like we, there's a lot to catch up on, so bear with me. Um, Mark Lanigan, singer for Screaming Trees and Queens of the Stone Age, passed away at the age of 57. Rest in peace. Britney Spears lands a $15 million book deal, uh, and people are saying that she's following in her sister's footsteps, and that she will be uncovering the truth and her side of the story in all of the things that have been going on. Um, Michael Buble is having another child. Congrats, Michael. Um, <laughs> you know, okay, last music news, I said how people were going to have to pay for a certain service for Kanye's new album to drop, right? Yeah. Well, they were upset that the album didn't drop on time. Shocker about that one. Uh, but we're going to try to stay away from Kanye because... That's a, little, that's a little crazy right now. Uh, BTS have announced a four-night Las Vegas stadium residency. Congrats to the K-pop world. And Daft Punk will celebrate the 25th anniversary of their debut album, Homework, with a deluxe edition of the album and one-time-only live stream of a 1997 concert played without helmets. Oh. That's really strange. Uh, Interesting. Pretty sure it's already happened. But if you saw it, comment down below. Tweet us. Email Nate. Uh, Smashing Pumpkins announced a, an 11-date tour. Only 11 dates. Are they huh. coming to your city? Comment down below. Um, Gary Brooker, frontman of the rock band Procol Harum. Harum? Mm, sorry about that one. Uh, passed away at the age of 76. He's Gary. Uh, Kurt Cobain and Courtney Love were married 30 years ago on uh, February 25th. I don't like Courtney Love. I'll be very open about that right now. Green Day has canceled their Moscow concert following Russia's invasion of Ukraine. And I wouldn't be surprised if other artists followed in their footsteps on that one. Uh, Mr. John Bon Jovi celebrated his 60th birthday. Congratulations, John. If you haven't seen that episode, go check it out, by the way. Uh, Billy Joe's mother, Ollie, turned 90. That's, honestly, that's actually crazy. Um, and so, in the past, in music news, I mentioned that lead singer of Smash Mouth... Uh, was leaving the band and like he was no longer being in it, which is a huge bummer. <laughs> in this headline, um, Smash Mouth has found a new singer. So Smash Mouth's new singer hails from a Weezer tribute band called Geezer. <laughs> Isn't that just the most fitting thing you can yeah. <laughs> hear? Oh my gosh, that's that's incredible, honestly. Uh, the weekend sets his after hours till dawn North American Stadium tour with Doja Cat, and tickets have been on pre-sale. They've gone on sale. Honestly, I expect his shows to be sold out completely. Yeah. Um, Metallica 
Their album, Master of Puppets, celebrated its 36th year, which a lot of people argue is the best album of all time, or best metal album of all time. Um, it's not on the list, though. That's crazy. Which is very interesting. The Black Album is, but mm-hmm. whatever. Um, Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon celebrated its 49th anniversary as well. Next year we'll hit that 50. Yeehaw. Um, okay. So this was just kind of funny. I got an email about this. Uh, so the Red Hot Chili Peppers video game themed music video for Californication, uh, was released in 1999. Well, now, 23 years later, an independent game developer has created a downloadable version of the Californication game for... Red Hot Chili Pepper fans to enjoy, and it's for free. That's crazy. Right? Um, and then Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner are expecting their second child. Congrats to y'all. And I woke up this morning and immediately went to Twitter, and Khalid had his first certified diamond single location. Heck yeah. And what's even crazy is apparently... And he said this, that it is the 75th song to go diamond. That's insane. Isn't that weird? That's crazy. Only 75 songs have gone diamond. Like, individually. And then, last but certainly not least, after more than 20 years at Columbia Records, John Mayer announced that he's leaving the label. He's called home for nearly his entire career. Bummer. Once the door closes, another one always opens. And that is it for your music news. And we're back. Now, before we get into anything else, uh, here's our social medias. The Twitter, TDMPod, TDMPOD. The Instagram, the Diamond Mind Podcast. The YouTube for our face and stuff. Uh, the Diamond Mind. If you look up Diamond Mind Podcast, we should be the first thing that pops up. TikTok, Diamond Mind Podcast. Uh, rate, like, subscribe, five stars. We're on all things. And, yeah, so tell us about... Uh, this, this album, Tragic Kingdom. No Doubt's Tragic Kingdom went ten times platinum. It was released on October 10th, 1995. It is 14 songs and a lengthy one hour. First up. This first song is called Spiderwebs. Uh, Scott AF. Love the trombone. Very alt-punk vibes. Um, there's this little muted downstrokes on the guitar part with some dreamy vocals. Really like that. And the outro would have been a banger if uh, it didn't fade. Because everybody knows that that's my pet peeve. Lyrics fading. Also, if you can't tell, Nate really liked this one. (laughs) I had to take a moment to lay down on the bed. And I will get into why momentarily. I mean, I haven't seen him this distraught over listening to an album since Outkast. And it was like three hours. Like, I am literally like... Sorry, Athlex for the camera. Oh, good, good, good. Can't wait to watch that one. Um, Spiderwebs. Reggae to alt-rock. That was kind of the feel I had going. Her vocals start off a little bit quieter than I would have liked in the mix. Um, and it took me a while to notice a bass line, but when I did, it was that... <clears throat> the flavors are melting on my tongue! <laughs> Sorry. But it took me a while to really notice the bass line. Um, the song was catchy through and through. It does feature the skull grooves that Apple mentions, and we 
hear a lot of it throughout this album. Next. This next song is called Excuse Me, Mister. This song reminds me of Jaded by Green Day with the drum beat. Mm-hmm. Um, she does this little voice shake thing. Like, the whole album is horrible, man. <laughs> it's really bad. Uh, it made me physically cringe, you know? Um, she has some trombone throughout this album. I think the trombone is an awesome instrument. It's very interesting. Low brass. Woo! Um, this would be a banger if she didn't do that weird thing with her voice. Uh... And I said a few times in this because she like ease she eases you into it. She tricks you into thinking she, she can properly sing like a normal person. She'll hit that tone, then she'll get back into that weird voice and go yeah. <laughs> I really I, I go on about it in a, in a couple songs, so I'll okay. wait till then. But okay. yeah, because it yeah it gets rough. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Nate already kind of touched on with the Jada Green Day, it has a faster tempo. Thoroughly enjoyed that. The riff, honestly, I think makes the song come alive. It's kind of simple, but it's very effective in what it does. Uh, the breakdown, like Nate already mentioned, has the brass, piano, and a mean snare pattern. Honestly, if it's just a fun song, that could very easily be a favorite from this album, to be honest with you, even after finishing it. 12 songs later. Um, And she says, excuse me, weird, which is what Nate was touching on. And he'll get more into depth of that, of course. But I... I think when she does that, she's just, like... She's just, like, stressing her voice too much or something. Or she's trying to be weird and different. Yeah, I don't know. But we can move on. This next song is called Just a Girl. I know this one from TikTok. Uh, definitely a powerful song about gender issues, and I can appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, the chorus is a banger, but I'm not really sure about the little synthy thing used in those solos or during the verses. Like, I don't even know what instrument it would be. I, get, I just called it a synth. Um, I didn't like that. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah. And I said that... She sings like Angelica from the Rugrats. And I stand by that. If not, I I'm here if I'm here to What's what's what is beyond reaffirming something? Cynthia. I I'm not just here to agree with that statement from the past. I want to make it more extreme. Like she sings more like Angelica than Angelica sounds. If you know what I'm saying. Anyways. She's more Angelica than Angelica. Sorry. Was that your notes for the song? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Kind of what you were saying with the synth. I said that this one started off sounding more in the 80s realm of things. Uh Um, I've heard this one before. It's one of their more popular ones. Getting into Gwen's voice. um, She does have a great voice. And listening to this album to stuff she's been in more recently... There is a drastic difference, and she has crazy range now. She's even been a coach on The Voice. Check it. Um, she's married to Blake Shelton. That one doesn't make sense to me, I'll be honest. But she's gone on to be, honestly, like just bigger than this album and bigger than No Doubt itself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like 
this I think this is only like their second album to be released. So I feel like she was you know, kind of plunging into the stardom, trying to find her voice and her footing throughout mm. all of this. So maybe that's what that is. Um, but I do like the rasp in her voice when she does bring that out. And it does remind me of Amy Interrupter, who we've talked about before. Um, and who, like, the, the Interrupters are in that, like, ska, alt-rock kind of medium, that realm. And, like, Nate already touched on the theme of the song is that she's just a girl, and that's basically all the world sees her for, which, and you know, she's over it, and yeah, I get that, you know, felt that. Uh, so, yeah, great theme. This next song is called Happy Now. Uh, I'll start with positivity before I get into negativity, because I already know with just how I'm acting right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be a little <laughs> negative Nancy. I'm going to be a little sour Saul you're, for this whole... You're a little sour. I'm, that's, and that's just how it's going to be. These boots are made for walking, and that's just what they'll do. So, uh, the drummer Your is awesome. Are walking all over Gwen's body. I love the energy this band brings. Dragger. <laughs> I cannot stand... Gwen Stefani's voice. Sorry, I've been leaning on the table and I think I somehow did something. Hey, for you audio listeners, can you hear us moving the table? Uh, sorry, audio <laughs> listeners. Uh, well, I guess visual listeners too because they're still listening. Empty ways. Visual listener. Um, That's on my resume. <laughs> it's unfortunate because I like pretty much everything else about these songs but the main focal point sucks. And I mean that wholeheartedly. She sounds like when she sings, she turns her esophagus into a coffee straw. She's got a frog in her It's, yes, it's unfortunate. Like, geez, just clear your throat. Oh my God. Literally how she sings all the... Literally that. The whole album. All album. All album. All album. It is That's rough. Our it is <laughs> rough. Slap anyone else's voice on these songs. Singing this. Give me Haley Williams. Give me Haley Williams. She's from Paramore. If you don't and know. this, these songs are bangers. I'm bumping these for weeks. I am literally going to be listening to these in my car for weeks if it was anybody singing these other than Gwen Stefani. I would even go out on the limb and say that I would rather have Chad Kroger singing these songs than Gwen Stefani. This is how you are my Because I'm just a girl. <laughs> Icon. Icon living. Also, you know this sucks because you don't even have your headphones. <laughs> no. Oh, man, I don't. <laughs> uh, happy now, question mark. Nate's definitely not. This has that late 90s, early 2000s teen movie feel. The pre-chorus is very punchy. There's a nice layering of voices involved and a nice instrumental break. I didn't hate this song, but I would have would have enjoyed it a lot more if it was at least 30 seconds shorter. Um Honestly, just cut out the outro and end it after the last chorus hits. Move. The next song is called Different People. The opening was awesome. It had these all in sync staccato hits with all the instruments. So they're just like, da, da, da. 
Uh, it was awesome. I like that. Uh, I love the band on this. This is the most conflicting album ever, and just genuinely just the most conflicting feeling ever. Uh, a little bit. Um, the song's music is funky. I love it. Yeah. I love the brass incorporation on this album. I love the drummer. I love the guitarist. Oh, but I don't like... I, I don't like Gwen Stefani. There it is. I don't like Gwen Stefani. Um... I love the ska. I think that ska punk is a uh, under not underutilized and uh, under de- underdeveloped genre. I think that we need more of that. Uh, I I'll just wait until you're done. And uh, yeah, I love the thumping bass and the background of the guitar solo. I love the guitar solo in this. Again, I love all the instrumentation in this. Gwen Stefani. <laughs> well, you're gonna have to. Really oh yeah, I know, I know. Okay, I know, I know, I know. I'll write it down. Okay, great. Um, building off of what you said. <laughs> Why did I say that? I don't know. You just you're really coming for blood tonight. I am in a bad mood. This album put me in a bad mood. See, forget me saying Joe Walsh was weird and then his daughter following us. If Gwen Stefani saw this dog, I don't care. Go run and tell Blake. I do. Gwen, don't. I will beat his ass. <laughs> I don't know. He's got that rich, Wait, can though. I sen- Do I have to censor ass? I didn't last time. No, we have Okay. I-, I didn't think I had to censor ass. No, because remember that one episode you were Oh, and I was like, ass, ass, ass. <laughs> Let that little kid dance. <laughs> I hit that. I almost said the F word again. I hit that Elmo on him. Just hold on. I'll talk to you about this later. Actually, now I'm thinking about it. Okay, let me just build off of what you said real quick. Okay, so I think throughout the album, this instrumentation is um probably Sorry. take it back out, throw it away. Thank you, Cash. Okay, I think throughout this album, the instrumentation is very strong. Um. Now, going off of what you said with Skull, I agree that Skull is a very, like, I don't want to say underground, but, like, just, like you said, underdeveloped. No one really... Especially nowadays. No one really, like, brought it into the light as much as it should be. Uh-huh. However, when you're sitting through... And it's not every song, but it's pretty much every single song... 14 songs straight, and it's just, like, skull. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, like, all right, we get it. I understand. Like It's because they all have very similar tropes to the songs. That like, is, yes. Like, my uh, my friend Jose, uh, Chelsea Jose, uh, I was talking to him about, there's a specific Mexican restaurant that me and my girlfriend really like to go to called uh, Soccer Taco. And uh, they always play this specific kind of Mexican music. And I went up to him and I asked him, because his family's actually from Mexico, and I asked him, I was like, is all Mexican music like this? Because they all had this drum beat that was like, mm, cha, mm, cha, mm, cha, mm, cha. And it was like, he was like, no, that's just one specific genre of that of Mexican music that yeah. they like all had that drum beat. And uh, that's kind of how it is when you listen to some of these. It's uh, cool. So, so, some of these genres in general, though, like, like when we listen to uh, what was the one where the the 
the band where the bassist just recently died, ZZ Top, and yeah. everything was just like, doom chop, doom doom chop, doom chop, doom doom chop. I don't even think it was that. Or, <laughs> yes, but I don't know what you mean though. But you know what I'm saying. Anyways, sorry. Charlie Watts would say keeping it simple sometimes is the best option. But all right. Um, going back onto what you said about the intro, if I actually had to play that live just by like listening to that one time, there's no way I could do that. I would butcher oh, yeah. that horribly. Um, but I will say the song didn't really start off that great. It wasn't really appreciating it. I honestly don't understand why. Oh, I go on a rant here. So I don't understand why um, albums have to have this many songs and be this long. Either make it like six songs, but they can be long, or make it like a bunch of songs and like two minutes or less. Um, And just make it sound different. I need more diversity throughout the album instead of the same sound over and over again. Like, you cannot tell me that when people would listen to their cassettes and CDs and stuff all the way through, like the artist intended, mind you, that they wouldn't get just sick of hearing that. That is something that, I'm sorry to interrupt you, that is something that a lot of people that when they listen to albums, they say, oh, I really like this album, that they don't think about, is that the artist, when you're writing an album, the artist made that album intentionally for you to listen to those songs in a row all the way through in that order. That's just how it is. That's how it's always been. Mm -hmm. So when you have no diversity, your albums automatically have less staying power. Like in general, like in 20 years, people are still going to be listening to your stuff. No, because it's the same genre. Like, why are they going to want to dive back into that? Anyways, um, and also staying power in the minds of like the people that just listen to your stuff. Like if I just listen to an album and all of the songs sound the exact same, what am I going to remember from that? But if I'm sitting there and I'm listening to an album and you throw me an album, like Sergeant Peppers, you throw me, you throw me Sergeant Peppers. You have songs that are drastically different. Like the actual song, like. Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band versus, like, She's Leaving Home. They're total opposite sounds, and that gives the album so much more staying power and listenability. And just... But also, you can recognize individual songs and not just be like, oh, like, there's no confusion. There's no, like... They all hold a very special and specific... Point. And and now there there is a way, um, and we've not run into this on this podcast, and I, you honestly don't run into it much, but like where they can be too different, and then there's like no cohesion in your album. But like if you were to have like country and metal, or yes, like I would much rather have diversity than this. Right. And there are some songs on here that are diverse, and yes. those are the songs that I liked more, and that. I knew already, uh-huh. but yeah, whatever. Um, and oh, but going back to the album, how you were talking about it's meant to be all the way through and stuff. How we were getting on that. Even if you hit shuffle on an album, it still has a much different effect than if mm-hmm. you were to play it all the way through. 
And that's why Adele asked Spotify to take away the shuffle thing when listening to the albums so people could play the album all the way through like she yeah. had intended it and worked on, you know, worked for it to be that way. Um, I don't even think that sentence made sense. I don't really care. I understood what you meant, though. Right. Um, and sometimes I even get tired of hearing my favorite artist. Honestly, it just, it happens or whatever. And I was, I spent so much time writing down that little rant that I didn't really listen to the song in depth. But, I mean, it has some nice incorporation of brass and stuff. Um, yeah, next. It's a bug. Oh, and we're back. Sorry, I had to get a fly swatter. Uh, anyways, this next song is called Hey You. Uh, the intro is interesting. Had like an Indian sounding instrument at the beginning. And it makes small appearances throughout the song and in the outro. Uh, she's not as she's not singing as annoying in this one. And who would have guessed it? I enjoyed this one probably the most out of any song on this album. Uh, there was a little harpsichord solo. And I honestly kind of giggled just because the harpsichord's a silly sounding instrument and a silly sounding name. But it, it kind of bumped. Uh, really, this this song is like everything that I've been saying throughout this whole entire album, except she's not singing annoying. So I like the instrumentation. I like the energy that the song's giving off. And this time I'm not hating the voice. So this is the voice. Featuring when Seth Bonnie and Blake Shaw are uh, hey you, well it's not as good as Pink Floyd's, but this one still includes the same skull patterns uh, that lie underneath, but it is a different sound overall, which I did appreciate, as Nate has previously stated. Honestly, I don't know what substance, or I didn't know what substance or purpose the song really held, but her voice sounded a little bit more natural in this one than the past few uh, I did look up the meaning on Genius Lyrics, like I typically do, and basically this song makes a statement against women's stereotypical expectations about relationships. It's saying that women spend their whole lives looking for the right relationship slash marriage, but their dreams might not come true, and they can be misled because of their enthusiasm. Boy, you calling me a stupid housewife? Actually, yeah, pretty much next. The next song is called The Climb. Not as good as the Miley Cyrus <laughs> one. But this one has a bluesy feel to me. It also has the same instrument in the back of it as the verses. Uh, in the ver- in the back of the verses as Strawberry Fields Forever. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm really tired if you haven't noticed. What is that? Uh, woodwind instrument? Uh, no, I think it's actually a type of organ. Oh, that makes sense. Uh, where it like blows through these like specific kind of tubes. I can't remember what it's called, um, but I think they actually used a like fake one for the Beatles song. Like I don't think they actually used a real one. I might be thinking of a I different Beatles song trivia where they use like a, a fake kind of instrument. Whatever. Anyways, um, the Beatles always be out of pocket. There's a picture of Paul playing the drums in a bathroom. Yeah, they are out of pocket. Uh, I love the bluesy vibe. Um, the ending trans- transitions to, like, a more persistent, uplifting feel. Um, she's climbing and reaching the peak of whatever she's climbing, so it sounds, like, prosperous. And it's kind of like when the church gets into it, and it's like, 
we're feeling it with Jesus. And it's like really just the whole room is getting filled up with that organ music. And it, it, this wasn't a church genre, but I just mean that same feel of like when everybody's like, yeah, we're reaching Jesus, the Holy Spirit, baby. That's what this song made me feel like. The church genre. Also, what is that called? Gospel. 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 What did you go? Let me read your notes for a second on this song. You said a word. Hold on. Hold on. Okay, I don't know what word to use, but I thought you were going to say like transcending. <laughs> Transitions. Oh, yeah, maybe that was it. But then you said uplifting, so it kind of, same thing. Um, now, here's a hot take for you. I think that if this song had been slowed down, I don't know how fast. I said by at least like five beats per minute. And it was sang by someone like Celine Dion or Aretha Franklin or someone with just like a powerful voice. Um, it would hold a lot more power and it would give out that ballad uh, sound genre type of song, whatever. Yeah. And honestly, I think it would just hold a lot more substance have more grip on the mind than what this song does as it presented to us but i will give uh gwen Stefani credit because she did co-wrote yep she did co-write almost every single song on this album so there's that um yeah so it was a little lengthy too because it's like six and a half minutes long and she uh-huh. really could have cut out like the last two to three minutes because it was full of repetition and unnecessary Next. This next song is called 16. Not as good as the song that's one number less than at 15 by Taylor Swift. Um, wow. It's an interesting intro. Uh, the intro is very Offspring-esque. <laughs> uh, you read this so long ago and you said, wow, the intro. It, it's interesting to me, though, that the verse, the verses still keep the ska feel, even though they came in with this Offspring-type vibe. Um, but the chorus falls right back into that punky feel, and it's like they flip flop back and forth the whole song. Uh, the guitar solo kind of caught me off guard. Um, mm. and I can respect what they're going for here, how they're flopping back and forth between like a harder sound to ska to a harder sound to ska. Uh, this isn't necessarily something I bump all the time. Um, just because like I don't know how often I want to hear like genre changes, just like while well, I'm chilling in the car like that like usually if i'm if i'm chilling in the car and i put on some rap music i'm gonna listen to rap music the whole entire car ride if i put on whatever genre i'm gonna listen to that genre the whole entire car ride you know mm-hmm. um but you know the vibes i wouldn't necessarily bump this all the time but i appreciate it you know what i'm saying right. See, I have come to realize that I don't listen to just one specific genre anymore. I'll either listen to, like, an era or a decade, or I have a specific, like, emotion or Uh vibe, if you will. Uh, Or sometimes just one specific artist. But genre, I haven't hit one genre in a while. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Anyway, back to the song 16... You are instantly jolted back awake from the snooze fest of the last song. Heavier sound right off the bat, but then it cuts back into that full-on ska sound. 
uh, like Nate mentioned. And mm. also, I have to ask if anyone out there knows, what is a dolphin smile? I have zero clue. I guess because their mouth is so big. Like those rose teeth. They got a lot of, they got a lot of teethers. <laughs> like, like it out there. <laughs> um, the chorus kicks back in, though, to the same sound as the intro. And I do like the little incorporation of the radio announcer. You know, that little edit in the quick guitar solo that they featured. Overall, I think I did enjoy this one. Except the skull was starting to wear on me at this point. So I was like, alright, you know, I'm feeling it. I, I understand that that's what you're going for. Uh, I'll give it a solid 7.3 repeating out of 10. This next song is called Sunday Morning. Probably on par with Last Friday Night by Katy Perry. Uh, I, I was Banger? gonna I was gonna say that Last Friday Night was better, but uh, it's just not. <laughs> don't, uh, don't even don't even don't you like that. I don't want to say that this is a worse Sublime because it isn't. The instrumentation is on par, if not even better. Uh, her voice is just poopy. Um, this song gives me huge vibes, though, of a Sublime song called... Hold on. You tell me if I have to sense this. It's called Date Rape. I don't think so. Okay. The The song is called Date Rape. Um, I mean, Nirvana has a song called Rape Me. Is it? Is that an okay... I, I just know that it's a sensitive topic, so I don't know if I'm allowed to say the word. Okay, Anyways. But we're not going to dive into it. Or this, it reminds me of the song called Date R Word. Not, wait, no, I can't say that either. No, but that uh, sounds like it is not. Okay, I've already said the song name enough. Uh, I love things I keep doing with the time where everybody in sync will have like. In sync. Triplets, like they'd be like. And it would feel like it was slowing down the, the song and then they'd speed right back up into what they're doing. That's kind of like a. Ska reggae, not reggae, but like a ska trope. Um, Wait, is this song they now? they do that in Date Rape by Sublime. It's very interesting. They're all like dun 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 dun, and everybody does it in time. It's nice. Um, and this is better than Last Friday Night. No. Also, InSync. Uh, if you haven't watched his episodes, go check them out or listen. Otherwise, though, it's just kind of the same opinions I have on everything. Everything else. Yeah, I feel you. Um. I really like how the song started off with this, you know the bass and the drums coming in, rocking it out a little bit, and then it cuts back to the ska. Um, honestly, I was kind of at the point where I just wanted to skip the song. I won't even lie to you all. Nothing against the song specifically, but at this point it was just all too familiar for me. Um, again, nothing against the song because it was a good song. Not bad at all. Um... But honestly, just that same skull sound is just a lot to take in when it's been here for the past 30 minutes already. Next. This next song is called uh, Don't Speak. And the only song that I can think of off the top of my head, because I forgot to look up a song that I could make a joke about the song title and say that it's worse than, is it's definitely better than Cake by the Ocean, where they're like, Talk to me, baby! Instead of Don't Speak. Uh... That song sucks. Yeah. That's like the only song I think of off the top Sorry, of my head. Sorry, Joe Jonas, you're better than the Jonas Brothers. Um, this one sounded sad at first. 
but I liked when the chorus... I love this song. I like the chorus when all the instruments are in. It mm-hmm. almost felt like Spanish, and I liked it. And then they had like a flamenco-esque guitar it, solo going on. It does, and they also include um, maracas and stuff too, so it gives you that. Yeah, I just I just really enjoyed that. Uh, I think, and uh, you're probably not going to vibe with this, I think the parts where it's just her and the guitar singing are boring. But the chorus Was is that nice. The, the verse, yeah. Yes. I kind of, I kind of get that. Um, Did I have my thing in or not? So, definitely heard this one before. It's one that I already have in my shuffle, in my current go-to playlist, you know. Um, So, from Genius Lyrics, the song details Gwen's breakup with bandmate Tony Canal. I don't know how you say his last name. Tony Canoli. If you haven't learned at this point, I'm really bad with just like saying names of anything. His name Um, is canonically by the Diamond Mind podcast, Tony Canoli. Trademark pending. Is that a trademark or is that a patent? Mm, patent. It's not a patent. A patent's an invention. It's a copyright? See, I was taught nothing in public school. See... Except for in your class, Miss Gilbert. Shout out to Miss Gilbert. Shout out to all the Miss Gilberts out there. Shout out oh, to and Miss Weimer. Shout out to Miss Weimer. Puis j'allais à la toilette. Uh, j'aime la couleur violet. Uh, mon Lainey S. Intervant from our French speakers. If you also clean up nice like a silly queen, comment down below. <laughs> Again, but <laughs> 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 oh my gosh, back to don't speak. All right, um, anyway, Tony also co wrote the majority of these songs, too. Funny, so the two met in high school and dated for seven years, Bang. and apparently, several songs on this album are also inspired by the breakup. <laughs> um, the main guitar over the chorus, I feel like, was a combo of Stairway to Heaven and Dream On uh-huh. by Aerosmith. Um, so that's a little interesting. But has a catchy chorus that is more body-moving than just the head-bopping we've received from the previous scawing that has occurred. Uh, it's honestly kind of like a fresh breath of air. Breath. <laughs> a breath of fresh air? It's like a, it's like a fresh of air breath. (laughs) Air breath fresh. Of? Sponsored by Airwick. (laughs) I'm not done. I just can't get through this for some reason. Um, yeah, and her voice is back to the more natural sound with her deeper tones. Nice little acoustic guitar solo. I like the song. Next. This next song is called You Can Do It. This one is Disco AF. I could see Napoleon Dynamite dancing to this, but she just needs to sh- just stop shaking her voice. It's yeah. not good vibrato. It's cheesy and annoying. Who let her do that that often? She's on a major record label, and they let her put that out there? 
her doing that that often, that's embarrassing. Not just on her part, but on the record label's part. That that even got to see the public as often as it did. Anyways, loving the disco feel of the instrumentation, because that's what I've been trying to pay attention to this whole album, because the voice just isn't there. It's a good change of pace. Love that muted trumpet solo, baby. Sorry, that's my dog. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, very disco, even though I thought at this point, uh, disco is dead, whatever, really funky fresh. Um, Honestly, just some booty shaking over here, if you know what I mean. I don't need, whoop whoop. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all saw my PJs. (laughs) And those sick muscles. And my freaking abs. Okay. Um, I don't even care what the song is about. I'll be honest with you, Sue. Sorry, Gwen. Gwenifer. That's it. Gwenifer. Gwyneth. Gwenda. Um, Gwenova. It sounds like it would be kind of like... The Gwimpire State Building. <laughs> Gwenevere. Um, it sounds like it would be a motiv- motivational song, maybe. I don't know. Sure. That synth break. Woo! I just feel rejuvenated. Um, but the ending was too repetitive, which is a reoccurring, I guess, issue, if you want to phrase it like that, on this album. Oh, let's move on. <laughs> this next song is called World Go Round. I love the brass themes on this album. Um, just same old ska song you'd expect from them, though. They have these random trumpet screaming hits that we get, and I can always appreciate that because I played the trumpet and screaming on a trumpet is really hard. I can't do it. It's just really, really hard. Um, so yeah, put brass on an album and you automatically get a little bit of happiness from me. That's all I got. You know that video where these guys are in the car and like a beat's dropping and they're screaming over the song? And then at the very end, the guy, like, silently screams, like, violently. Yes. <laughs> I just imagine when you said screaming into the trumpet, I just imagine them, like, screaming like that, but into the bell of the trumpet. <laughs> 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 or they're, like, just violent. Yeah. Anyway. Um, this kind of goes... Sorry. Wait for it. Wait, wait for it. What is there to wait for? <laughs> Hold on, I'll, I'll play it in a little while. It, it it's a slow burn. Once you, it, it gets you when you don't expect it. Well, I almost died over here a second ago. And when 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 you give it a little time, and you water it, and you let it grow, then what is this podcast? I don't know. <laughs> this episode this sucks. has been a strange episode. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Uh, we're kind of back to the same sound as the first song on the album where it had that hint of reggae, um, that same skull kind of feel. Honestly, a little bit of Jimmy Buffett vibes at this point. Honestly, I'd rather listen to Jimmy Buffett at this point. Um, but it also reminds me of the band called The Selector, where their genres are mainly ska and then two-tone, but I'm not exactly sure what two-tone is. Look it up if you're really curious. I don't Maybe I should have, too. Sorry to <laughs> not inform you on anything. But I was just bored at this point, honestly, and I know that you were just, like, dying on the bed. I was literally there. laying on the bed. I don't know if I brought that up yet. 
I think you did. You were just like wrapped up in a blanket face yeah. down. Like I was still typing though, because I have notes. That's good. Uh, Second to this, last one. This next song is called Ended on This, and I wish they had. I literally uh, wrote, I wish. I literally so wrote so sad they aren't ending the album on this one. Do the the fact that the title is just perfect for that, and the fact that I can't do this much more. Um, I like the piano in the song; makes it feel dramatic. Uh, but this song is just like the rest of the Madness Man, and I'm not gonna waste y'all's time explaining that. Anymore. I completely agree. The instrumentation has so much potential in this song, um, but it it just sounds. I mean, Gwen's still doing that same weird thing with her voice, and Sorry. it's like <laughs> you like waved me off. You're like, hold up. <laughs> but it's almost like what. How Britney kind of made her voice sound babyish. Oh yeah, I feel like it's almost comparable. But now, I don't want to like not when Stefani because again she does have a good voice and she has range and all that. Um, and if if it is her natural voice, I'm sorry. So sorry, but it just it does sound forced. And I mean, we're 13 songs in, and you've only had more of a natural pure sounding voice for like two maybe uh-huh. three of the songs so there's that but the self-harmonizing that has happened in this song and also throughout the album I do appreciate it's a nice little touch and finally let's get to this last one uh this last one is called Tragic Kingdom album name drop uh oh Legion Airlines ass intro though with the buckle your seat belts have an ass dude stupid ass intro dumb ass intro Dust. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, they got these little finger clapper things in the back, like the those things. I like those. We have those in the band room, but they're on like a little wooden plank, and you can hit these things and they clap. No, 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 no. Kalimbas are thumb pianos. I'm talking about little finger clappers. Like you put one on this end and one on this hand, and you. I like, have mentioned this in an episode, and I can't remember what they're called. Um. They also have some tapping guitar action. But TGIO, thank God it's over. Wait, I think I actually wrote about that. Because it sounds like Eruption by Van Halen. Yeah. Right, where they just do the, yeah, mm-hmm. okay. I wrote that down. <laughs> Funny, we're so good at this. My phone's on 69%, sorry. Oh. <laughs> anyway, the on, uh, the audio at the beginning sounds like it's on a carnival affair ride. This is five and a half minutes, you're joking me. It was written by then-keyboardist Eric Stefani, who's actually Gwen's brother. Uh-oh. Um, this is freaking hilarious. Genius lyrics are, uh, is where I got this from. But Tragic Kingdom is a song about the famous theme park Disneyland in California and how, in his view, Eric's, it was once a great place that became worse and worse over time due to poor direction and management. The name was a nickname for Magic Kingdom, one of the theme parks at the Disney World mm-hmm. Resort. And um, guitarist du- Tom Dumont heard like the phrase Tragic Kingdom from his seventh grade teacher. Mm-hmm. Personally, I do. I truly, truly do think that is hilarious. And I'm glad they have a little hot take in there. And finally, some controversy from a band that's borderline, you know, punk with the ska, alt rock, yeah. whatever. Um, and I like the dive into chaos that occurred at the very end and the finishing touches by that subtle little saxophone. Kenny G! Finally, we're done. 
Hi, Phil. One thirty nine. Well, this is a dis- this is a disappointing episode fifty. Let me just tell you right this now. This is episode fifty. Oh, episode I'm so 50. sorry. I'm <laughs> so sorry that our fiftieth is. This is on forty three now. Well, yeah. Um, I want to put it in the eighties, but I won't because I love the instrumentation. That's fair. Uh, but I hate her voice so bad that it's in the sixties. I'll put it right at sixty nine. Um, I'll say mid sixties for now. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, um, so the social medias. See, it caught it caught you off guard, didn't it? <laughs> the Twitter TDM Pod TDM Pod, the Instagram the Diamond Mind Podcast, the YouTube the Diamond or yeah the Diamond Mind. <laughs> if you look up the Diamond Mind Podcast, will be the first thing that pops up. TikTok Diamond Mind Podcast. Um, TikTok. Rate. Subscribe, comment, buy my email, like, share with your friends. Delaware! Share it to Delaware. Delaware, we reached Ghana. I, and we can't reach you? I am gonna hurt a bitch if we don't reach Delaware. <laughs> we reached Saudi Arabia, and we can't reach Delaware? I'm not gonna make a pun off Saudi Arabia's name, don't. just because I'm not intelligent enough to think of one. <laughs> um, anyways, you know anything you'd like to say? I just kicked the crap This has been the Diamond Mind Podcast. We'll be back at you next week with Eminem.